Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 122 of Season 5 of Move Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action flick, Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today to not finish off this week, because we will be back uh, for episodes tomorrow and on Sunday, uh, or at least I will be back. I'll be back with, with different guests, so I'll be back with my with my penultimate guest and my final guest each time, you know, the same people that, that have been uh, helping me finish off uh, each season. So uh, you can come back uh, tomorrow and, and Sunday for, for those episodes, but to finish off the, the final week of a, I guess, regular guest, which is a great guest also is, <laughs> is Matthew Simpson of awesome Friday. And you know, it's Friday. So that works well. It does work out well. Yeah. Uh, welcome, welcome back, Matthew. It's, it's <laughs> been uh, it's been a pleasure to be here all week. Uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Yes, I, I I've been having a lot of fun too, and I'm I'm glad that that you were able to join me for this. Yeah. So minute one twenty two begins with or continues the visual effects credits for ILM and ends with the list of engineers. Basically, what what we've been dealing with for the last uh, basically all week is we we've had all the the credits. You know, and we, we ended things yesterday with uh, some of the ILM people. And today we're, we're continuing with that. And you get to see the there's just so many people that were working on ILM uh, on this section of the film, which to me is just amazing, you know, that on a film like this, they would have so many people uh, dealing with uh, everything. But hey, why not? You know, it needs to be done, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to count how many there are, and uh, I just I just lost track at like 25. Yeah, there's and a lot. That's I not mean, even halfway there. Again, when when I was uh, how many years ago was this? This was probably 27 years ago. I was working in a uh, in in a high tech company where they they were you know it was back back in the days before the internet really uh, really went went uh, went viral, I guess you can say. And, you know, we were creating educational software on, on CDs and I was working in the QA department. And I remember that, you know, we would, you know, we would go through the credits and, you know, look for errors and stuff like that, you know, along with the rest of, of the, the, the CD. I mean, it would, there, there were encyclopedias that were, that were on CDs and some of them were just, uh, uh, you know, graphic educational tools and stuff like that. And, I remember the fact that basically they told us at the beginning that anyone who has any connection to this particular product gets their name in the credits. You know, it doesn't matter how much work you actually do on it. You know, if, if, if part of your job is somehow connected to it, so therefore it goes on again, I'm not saying that to belittle any of the people that are listed in the credits, but my point is, is that, you know, someone might have worked, uh, you know, a few hours on the movie, doing some something that's not directly connected to the movie and therefore they should be credited that that's what it comes down to mm -hmm. you know so if you lost count at 25 so let's say there are 35 people you know from ilm that are working on this you know the question is were all 35 of them you know constantly working on die hard 2 for whatever number of months or were they all working on multiple projects at the same time and it just happens to be oh i need a little help with this so why don't you come and help me oh, okay we're going to now you'll be in the credits for what you're doing and stuff like that. Or someone was sick one day and someone else took over, you know, things like that. So, yeah, it's it's nice to see. I mean, as, as we talked about uh, 
uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, you know, there there are people who are uncredited on movies also, which uh, you know, which thanks to IMDb, we find out uh, that that now they should be credited there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's only right. Like, if you do work, you should get credit for your work. Yeah, um, of course. I completely agree with yeah. that. You know, there's 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 no reason why someone shouldn't. I mean, again, going back to the story that I was telling before, when I was working in this software company, so. You know, I was even told that the fact that my name wasn't listed in the credits was considered a bug and that I needed to tell them and get it changed. You know, that's. Hmm. So, I mean, that's that's kind of it's kind of great when they, you know, when they remember to take that level of care. So, yeah, exactly. That's I, true. And again, I this was that. this was 27 years ago when, you know, now now everything's on the Internet and most people are not credited. So, you know, mm-hmm. there, 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 there are uh, CDs of educational software out there, probably one or two that, that have my name in the credits, you know, and that's it. Yeah, but, you know, I have, mm-hmm. I have more credits on IMDb, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on, as of, as of today, I have over 600 credits, you know, for, for all the episodes that I've done. So there you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's, it's like one movie credit, but within that movie, you know, within the, the podcast, so you know, we're, we are up to, uh, uh, how many episodes are we up to at this point? We're up to 600 and, uh, uh we're probably up to, we're probably close to 620, something like that at this point. So mm. we, uh, you know, we finish with the, uh, ILM credits and then we have a short, uh, section for the second unit, which I found very interesting that there are only seven people in the second unit, uh, which has an aerial coordinator and a script supervisor and, you know, you have uh, the A camera operator and the B camera operator, the the production manager, the the DP, and the first assistant director. So you know, uh, I I don't know what type of work they actually did in the movie. Uh, the fact that they have an aerial coordinator. Do you think an aerial coordinator is someone who uh, coordinates shots that are being taken from from like a helicopter? Probably. That sounds. Or is it the person? Or is it the person who books the flights? <laughs> I feel it's got to be the first, right? Because the second would be called like travel court. No, it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and uh, Jim Herbert is 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 mentioned here, and I find it really interesting because at the beginning, you know, he was listed as the production manager, line producer, and there it was James Herbert, and here it's Jim Herbert. I mean, is so this another family business you, thing, or is it the same guy? No, I I actually think it's the same person. I think the same person, which which I find really interesting that he's listed uh, twice here. You know that that's the question. Well, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. James. I mean, okay, in IMDb, in IMDb is is listed twice on the on the page of the movie. You know, but my my assumption is it's the exact same person. Yes, it links to the same person, but see that's what's even stranger. Then one place is listed as James and one place is listed as Jim in the same movie. Wonder if maybe he did a, a thing like where he, he gets credited one way for one type of job and one way for another or something. Ah, you're saying when he's a production manager, he's Jim, and when he's the hmm, that maybe. that would be interesting. Maybe. I don't um, know. No, I don't think I. No, it's it. That's that's a great idea. He is only listed in two places as the uh, unit production manager, and that's on two Rennie Harlan films, Die Hard 2 and 
the ventures of Ford Fairlane. All the others, he is the unit production manager. Hmm. So, yeah. Wow, well, then I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, neither do I. But uh, I, I find that very fascinating that he would have different named credits uh, for for the same type of, uh, you know, on the same same movie. I mean, it could be something as simple as the person doing the credits being like, who did this job? Uh, was it was it Jim? I think it was Jim. Like, they just know him as Jim and they threw the name in there. Um, That's right. Yeah. And then someone looked on the on the screen afterwards and like, oh crap. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe probably They're like, yeah, most people aren't gonna be looking at most people aren't gonna be looking at the credits anyway, so no one will notice. Yeah. Probably uh, probably the same guy who misspelled uh Roger Thorpe's name. It's... <laughs> That's right. And uh, today we're gonna get into another uh 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 error in the credits. Oh good. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we're we're gonna get there soon. And uh, so, yeah, after this, it, it goes back to the, the cast, you know, so we, and, and what's interesting is it doesn't list them, you know, usually in, 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 in movies, in the credits, you see that it'll once again say cast, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a header. Here, there's no header. And then it'll just go through the, 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 the various uh, actors here. I, I've, I find the 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 order quite interesting the way that they do it because you know obviously bruce willis is going to be first there's john mcclain but then bonnie bedelia gets second credit even though she is not predominantly featured in this movie um i she's she's a big part of the movie i'm not belittling that but there are you know, you'd think that there would be other characters that would that would come before her and then you have william atherton as thornburg and then Reginald Bell Johnson gets the fourth credit as Al Powell, and he has literally, uh, you know, he's in two minutes of this movie. Yeah. My, I, you know, I'd be willing uh, to bet it has to do with the fact that they're all returning casts, right? Like they, um, I, correct. I think that's part of it, but I think it also has to do with the fact that Reginald Bell Johnson at this point was already starting to be a big name because he was he was on Family Matters at this point. Mm-hmm. So it was also, you know, giving him the credit that that is due. Sometimes, you know, in movies you'll see that someone has a higher credit because uh, name recognition as opposed to the, you know, the amount of work they do in that particular movie itself. Yeah, or they're they're so hot right now, or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then and then the the next credit is Franco Nero as Esperanza. Which to me is really baffling that that he comes before William Sadler as Stewart because Stewart's the, so the question here is, is who's who's the main bad guy here? Is the main bad guy supposed to be Esperanza or Stewart? I mean the the, what would you the think? antagonist of the plot is definitely Colonel Stewart, um, but I'd be willing to bet that's right. I'd be willing to bet in this case that it's just that at that point Franco Nero was probably a much bigger name. Oh, for sure. There, there's no question about that. Yeah. But but you'd think that. That you would put the the main bad guy first. I mean, as opposed to. Yeah, I mean, yes. On the one hand, on the other, this is this is an area where I'm just I sort just resign to like the business dealings of Hollywood. Like, the, you know, Hollywood is a business, right? So, in some cases, this is just going to boil down to who is a better agent, as well, because the the order of credits and who appears when on on, on posters and such, is often determined ahead of time. Kind of like how. I think a really good example of that is that Arnold Schwarzenegger has first billing on Batman and Robin, even though he's not Batman or Robin. 
He, and he's the only like Correct. above the title okay. name. <laughs> Everyone else, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Batman and Robin, starring uh, George Clooney. Like it's it's really weird, right? Right. It's just the way the business dealings have it worked out. That's true. I mean, my favorite, uh, you know, credits story uh, is uh, Towering Inferno. Mm-hmm. You know, where where you basically had Paul Newman and, and Steve McQueen, who were both they both wanted top building. And the, they they had to make a deal as to that you know which of them would get top building where, and there was also they like counted the number of of words each of them had in their dialogue to make sure that it was even and stuff like that. I mean that that to me that's just completely crazy. Yeah, to go that far. And I wonder how much of that comes from the performers themselves, and how much of it comes from like their agents who are tasked with getting them the most money. Right. Um, but either way, it is definitely a like kind of a bonker story when you think about it. Yeah, for sure. They're they're all bonker stories. I mean, a, a friend of the show, uh, Dana Nachman, who who was on last season uh, and the previous seasons also, you know, she she herself is a director. So we we talked about the fact of you know the the whole idea of negotiation as to where you're listed in in the credits. You know, and whether you have a soul, whether you have your own credit on the screen or whether you have to share it, you know, as part of the the, the credit roll and stuff like that. So, you know, that, that was that was a very fascinating conversation. I think we had that conversation in when uh, during Plainshares and Automobiles during the credit scene. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she was she was on back then. And, you know, she basically said that that in each person's contract, it already states where you will be uh, located when you get to the, uh, you know, when, when you go through the credits, mm-hmm. you know, and how your credit will, will work and stuff like that. So, you know, any, anyone interested in, in finding that out can go back to Plane Shit and Automobiles, which was season two, and look up uh, episodes either 88 or 89, where Dana was my guest, uh, where, where we talked about uh, uh, all that stuff. You can, you can go back and check that out if you're, if you're interested. Uh, I kind of am, so I'm like, I think I, I think uh, I remember listening to that one, but I will have to go back and listen again. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and then, so after Stuart, we have uh, the credit for Grant, you know, John Amos, followed by Lorenzo, Dennis Franz, Barnes, Art Evans, Trudeau, Fred Dalton Thompson, uh, Marvin, played by Tom Bauer. And then we get to a mistake. Then we get Sheila McCarthy. Do you remember what her her name is in the movie? Don't look at the credits because they're wrong. Uh, it's <laughs> Sam something, right? Sam Coleman. Yeah. Okay. And in the credits, she is listed as Sam Copeland. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So some someone was not paying attention here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which... Which always always makes me laugh when when they do things like this. You know, you'd think you'd think that they would be paying a little bit more attention. I mean, you'd think, but they're just people, so it makes it, it happens. I'm just glad uh, I always get uh, sure. heartened when Sheila McCarthy shows up in this film because I actually really like her as an actress. She's a sort of a long-standing uh, Canadian character actor. I enjoy her every time she shows up and stuff. And and this is no okay. Exception. That makes that. Yeah, I mean. When when I think of of her, this is the movie where you know I think of. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, anytime I see her or anything, that that that's where it is. Now, in all fairness, the, one of the probably reasons why 
her name is listed as Copeland here is because in the script, her character's name is Copeland. Mm. That makes sense. Uh, but she's she's actually only listed twice in the script uh, as Copeland because all the rest of the time it just says Sam. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. But uh, you know they, they they changed it at some point. So I mean you know usually from what I understand and I could be wrong they do the credits at the end. You know when when they're done when they're putting everything together at the end of the movie that's when they put through put the credits in. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, or maybe maybe it's something that they do as the movie goes on. I don't know. Uh, or maybe like, you know, someone was handed the script and, uh, you know, went through. What do you call that game? Broken telephone. The characters in the script. Yeah, the characters in the script, and someone else lists them out, and then that list is given to the credits person, and then nobody right. checks, or maybe they do check, but it's too late. And right. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and then we, we get a list that we, we get Garber listed once again, and then it jumps to the terrorists. And I, first of all, I, anyone who's listened to the, the, you know, the last 121 episodes, it, it's, it's been very difficult for me referring to them as terrorists because, you know, I think of the guys in Die Hard as terrorists. Mm-hmm. The guys in Die Hard 2, I, I don't know what to call them, but I don't think terrorist is the right word. You know, that's the thing. Well, they're certainly... Uh, because usually you think of terrorists, you think of terrorists as, as freedom fighters, as, uh, you know, uh, people who have political motives with what they're doing, you know, in order to overtake something. This, they're mercenaries here. You know, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I think just bad guys is probably fine, too. Yeah, Exactly. <clears throat> I mean, they do. They do technically have have like a political. They technically have a political motive that William Sadler outlines for about five seconds near the start of the movie. But isn't it really just that like we like General Esperanza and we want him to be free? Is pretty much the whole thing, right? Like we more or less. We we buy into America meddling in foreign politics. Is you know we're we're the hardliner version of a of eighties American foreign policy. Um. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Right. They're just the bad guys. <laughs> you know, they're they're just. The bad guys. That's right. That's right. And then it it goes through the the, the list of all of them. You know, we we've, we've talked about each of them as as they've uh, shown up and as they've died. <laughs> yeah. And and then we get a list of of uh, the eight members of Blue Light Team that are listed here. Uh, most of them, uh, based on what I checked, are basically stuntmen. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're not really. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, sorry. Let's go back a second. The terrorists. There were ten of them. So you had ten plus Garber plus Stewart. So there were a dozen of them. And here on Blue Light, you only have eight guys. But if we counted through the course of the movie, there were also twelve. <laughs> so where where do we get where do we get the others? If you continue after having these eight guys on Blue Light, then we have Corporal Telford, Sergeant, Second Sergeant. And then soldier. Okay, so we we do get a total of twelve. Hmm. Corporal Telford, as I mentioned numerous times, is played by uh, Patrick O'Neill, who is the son of Ryan O'Neill, and he is the husband of Rebecca De Mornay. Oh, and not at the time that he made this movie, but as of now, you know they they got married like ten years after this movie came out. Now the one that that what what really jumps out at me here is is why do they need to have one of them listed as soldier? You know, have you have eight blue light guys, then you have 
three guys that are sort of named. Okay, you have corporal and then sergeant and then sar- second sergeant, and then you would just have soldier. I wonder if it's and I'd have yeah, to go it, back and actually. I mean, I did watch this day before yesterday, um, but I'd have to go back and watch more closely in the scenes. But perhaps he has a line and the others don't. Would be my guess. It could be. That could be. It's true. And so he's played by Anthony Droz, who only has two IMDb credits. One is here, and the other one is uh, he does stunt work in uh, Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah, that tracks. Which uh, comes out a few years after this movie. You know, so he must have been a uh, stuntman. Uh, then then we get uh, the, the list of, of uh, some of the people on the planes. So we have the Northeast plane. So we have the pilot, co-pilot, navigator, the stewardesses. And then the old woman, you know, the woman sitting next to uh, mm-hmm. to Holly on the plane. The, the taser woman. Uh, again, we've we've that's right, the taser woman. We've we've already talked about all these people as as they came up throughout the course of the movie. Then we have the Windsor plane, which has six people on it: uh, pilot, co-pilot, navigator, two stewardesses, and passenger. Who we tried figuring out who Alan Berger was back at the time, and we're, we're unable to figure out who it was. Uh, followed by the three people on Farm Military One. You have the the pilot, co-pilot, and the young corporal. And then we have WNTW. You have the cameraman, the sound man, and the chopper pilot. Now, do you see the name of the sound man? Uh, yes, that's Mr. Katz, right? Yeah, David Katz. That's right, David Katz. So yesterday I, I sort of mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, that there is the, you know, that we, we're going to circle back around to the name David Katz. So I just find it really strange that, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm assuming David Katz is a relatively uh, common name. Uh, yeah. I, okay, but to you- have... When you mentioned this before, I went looking a little bit, so I think I found what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, I'm guessing it's just a super common name. Yeah, because, I mean, I thought, my, my first thought when I saw it was is that there are actually, you know, uh, it's it's the part of the a guy who's on the crew is also, you know, uh, in the cast. Because his his credit in the crew is the video playback operator. And I said, oh, that would be really cool just to have him, you know, standing in as the uh, sound man. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's hard to figure out because on IMDb, he is David Katz number one. And, you know, he played Arafat in The Naked Gun. Mm-hmm. And he was in both diehards as a sound man in Die Hard 1 and Die Hard 2. You know, he has a total of uh, seven credits as an actor. And then you have David Katz, number six, who is basically in the camera department and visual effects and stuff like that. So, you know, it is possible that it is the same same person. It's also possible that it's not. You know, there's there's really no way of us being able to figure this out without, you know, David Katz coming and telling us that, oh, I'm the same person or I we are completely different people. Yeah, I mean, we'd have to make so, some... David Katz, if you're listening... If you are listening, either of you or or you, if it's only one of you, please let us know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to know. I'm inclined to think that it must be inquiring minds want to know. I that's right. No, I'm 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 assuming also, but you know, inquiring minds want to know. Maybe we could uh, find a track him down and get a get you like a, a bonus episode of the podcast. Talk to one of the David Katz. There you go. There you go. If, if if you guys, if you're listening, let me get in touch and I will gladly, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, 
I will gladly add an episode for that, for sure. <laughs> then, then we get credits for the the people at WZDC, which I find really interesting. That we have three newscasters from WZDC, even though I think we only, I, I'm assuming we saw all three, but but the it it seemed as if we had only seen two, but maybe one of them. Ah, one of them was I think at the beginning. Yeah. When they were showing when when he was talking about Esperanza, you know, being uh, taken out of Valverde. I think that's the uh, the the guy they're talking about there. Yeah, because the only one I clearly and, remember is the I think uh, uh, Dominique Jennings is the one that uh, yes gets called right. into and in later in the movie. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That is right. And then we get twelve engineers. Okay, do you know who these en- engineers are? Any idea? Uh, I'm assuming they're all the like the 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 team of engineers that are like working around the fixing the problems in the airport as they come up, but I'm not 100% sure, no. Okay, so the, these are, I mean, you're right. The, these are the, the the guys in the control tower. Yeah. That that most of them have little little lines, you know, like one of them says, oh, yeah, and where are we going to get that? We're going to, yeah, why don't we just run down to Radio Shack and get that? And one of them says, uh, you know, let's use big lights. Yeah, they're and basically. Before Barnes uh, says, oh, you mean like Batman? Yeah, I was going to say. They're, they're basically comic relief. They're basically like <laughs> Barnes is, it's Barnes, right? Is the lead engineer guy. They're basically his, yeah. his team, mm-hmm. as it were. Correct. Yeah. Right. I mean, none of none of them really jumped out at me as, uh, you know, that I wanted to, to check out a little bit more about them because they, they, they don't differentiate them at all in the movie. You know, it's just all of them sitting there talking and, you know, having these discussions and throwing things out here and there and stuff like that. We seem like they're probably all. I'm just sort of trying to click through a little bit on some of them right now, but it seems like they're mostly all just sort of like working, middle class actors for the most part. That's right. They're they're, they're background guys. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how this minute ends. Oh. So did did you have anything else you want to talk about this minute? No, no, that's pretty much it. That doesn't really. I mean, I will say just to shout out because uh, we would have gone past when we talked about the Windsor plane that uh, you know. The most important person in Star Trek Cole history, uh, Cole Meany, is the pilot of the plane that crashes, uh, the, or that should say yes. that is crashed, uh, with a lovely Correct. received pronunciation <laughs> British accent instead of his normal Irish brogue. Um, but yeah, he would go on to join Star Trek and be become the most important person in Starfleet history. So that's always he, he was he was in Star Trek. He was in Star Trek at this point. In 1990, he was already in Star Trek. Yeah, he was already in Next Generation, but he really didn't become, like, the the character until he switched to DS9 uh, when he became, right. like, the, you know, a lead a lead cast member and, you know, are arguably the most important person in Starfleet history. Okay, why do you think he's the most important person in Starfleet history? He, be, he becomes basically, the, like, Scotty of the 90s Star Trek generation. He's the most, the most important engineer, um, and he's one of the only... Uh, like non-commissioned officers who's a regular part in any show and uh, he, uh, he he's responsible for lots of stuff to do with the uh, Dominion War and uh, he's often the guy who comes up with solutions technical solutions to the big problems that they face throughout the 90s of Trek yeah okay All right. Dan, so I mean as an actor he also I mentioned this back when, when before his plane was crashed uh, that he's the only actor to appear in 14 different seasons of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, he's just appeared in uh, because he was of it as well. That's right, and he also uh, 
is only one of four actors to appear in the finale of two different uh, Star Trek uh, series because mm-hmm. he was in uh, Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. And uh, th- there was something else that that, that he was uh, th- there. There was something that he is like the top guy of of something. It's probably like number, not just seasons, but it's probably like number of episodes. He's probably up there as well. Ah, there you go. He is he's one of only three actors to appear in over 200 episodes of Star Trek. Yeah. And the other two are Patrick Stewart and Michael Dorn. Yeah, which makes sense because they would have appeared on. Uh, well, Dorn was on famously three three shows now, and uh, same with Patrick Stewart. And Stewart appeared in, I think he appeared in Deep Space. He's definitely on Deep Space Nine. I can't remember if he shows up in Voyager off the top of my head, but he gets. They all get around, mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Yes, for sure. Okay, so um, every Friday we have a segment called "Where Are They Up To This Weekend," where basically I try to. Uh, test my my guests uh memory of some of their favorite movies okay so we've now hit the 122 minute mark of this movie Mm -hmm. and so you know i i asked matthew uh before we we recorded to give me the list of his three favorite movies and he's going to tell us where each of these movies is up to at the 122 minute mark okay so uh the first one we're going to go with is airplane what is going on in the movie airplane at the uh, two hour and two minute mark. And don't look this up. Uh, it's supposed to be off the top of your head. So airplane, nothing, because I think it's only about 90 minutes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Which, so that's I, was, an easy one. I was waiting for that answer. Yeah. In fact, I, think <laughs> I was waiting for that answer. I yes. think it's less than 90. Airplane I think is, it's like uh, 88 right. or something. Air, airplane is 87 uh, minutes and 42 seconds. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, airplane is long done. Yeah. Airplane, airplane ended 35 minutes ago. Yeah, you know we've we've already started airplane two at this point, <laughs> I guess you can say. Or okay, know, now we're gonna go to or or, or a different better movie. <laughs> okay, could be, could be, could be. Um, all right, the next one we're gonna go to is King Kong, the 1933 version. So what is going on at the two hours and two minute mark of King Kong? Uh, if memory serves, it'd be right around the end, wouldn't it? Like, isn't that movie about like two hours and it's just over two hours, isn't it? Nope, that is an hour and forty-four minutes. Oh, so it's so that two. ended also. Uh, <laughs> that also ended. Yeah. <laughs> that, was... that, what can you do? That's that's what happens at this point, you know. <laughs> and the final movie, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, which we mentioned earlier in the week, uh, because we were talking about uh, James Horner. Yeah. Uh, what is going on in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan at the two-hour and two-minute mark? I think it's also over, isn't it? Isn't it? It's under two hours. Yes. So it's also over. Yeah. That's right. It's an hour and fifty-three minutes, so it ended ten minutes ago. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, all three of the movies that that, that you've chosen don't appear on this list. So I decided to to to, to uh, maybe test. I know you're a big Star Trek fan, so mm-hmm. you know how many Star Trek movies are over two hours. I'm not going to ask you to tell me what is going on specifically in each of them. Okay. Uh, we what we can do is we can just go one by one, and you'll tell me whether you think they're they're over two hours or not. All right. So Star Trek, the motion picture. is uh, It's over what two hours, isn't it? Isn't That's it? right. It's two hours and 12 minutes. Yeah. Yes. Two hours and 12 minutes. Yeah. Star Trek. Okay. Uh, Star Trek 2 is under. Over. Yeah. Under. Okay. Star Trek 3. Star Trek 3, I think, is also under. Isn't it? That's right. It's an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Star Trek 4. I'm going to say. The Voyage Home. I'm going to say that it's 
just under. Nope, Star Trek for the Voyage Home is one is is two hours and two minutes. It actually ends now. Oh, it's, yes, at we, this exact minute. The, the credits would be just finishing, right? That's right. Okay, uh, Star Trek Five. Star Trek Five is a tough one. I'm going to say that it's over because it definitely feels like it would be uh, over two hours. Like it feels long, so I'm going to say it's still going. It feels long, but it's not. Yeah. It's it's an hour and forty six minutes. So it it ended. Uh, you know, almost 20 minutes ago. Right. Um, but it would have felt like, okay, when uh, watching it, it would feel like it was still going. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> I agree with you on that one. Uh, Star Trek Six, The Undiscovered Country. Uh, Star Trek Six, I'm going to say, is just ending. Like, that's about a, it's probably like an hour and 50 something, right? Like, it's just ended. It's exactly an hour and 50. Yeah. So it ended, it ended 12 minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's get into the uh, next generation movies. So, Star Trek Generation. What do you think? Uh, uh, it's uh, under two hours, right? It's slightly under two hours. It ended four minutes ago. Yeah. It's it's an hour and fifty eight minutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, First Contact. Uh, it's also under two hours, I think. That's right. An hour and fifty one minutes. Yeah. Uh, Insurrection. Insurrection is a week long, so um, it's still going. We're in like we're still on the planet because that movie never ends because it's so slow. Uh, but in, but in real life, <laughs> it's uh, it's probably it's probably under. I haven't, I haven't actually watched that one in forever. But it's probably under. It's it's an hour hour and forty three minutes. Yeah. Uh, Nemesis. Nemesis is over. Nemesis is an hour and fifty six minutes. Yeah. And that ended. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now we'll we'll get into the uh, to the reboot. You know the 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 Kel what, what's known as the Kelvin time, timeline yeah. films. So all right, first one Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek 2009 is under two hours, I believe. It is two hours and seven minutes. We have another five minutes to go. Oh, maybe that's just because it's such a fast-paced and fun movie. See, it's sort of the yeah. the opposite of Five and Insurrection. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Into Darkness. Uh, that's over two hours, I believe. Right. That's right. Two hours and twelve minutes. Yeah, so it's got like ten to go. And the okay, and that's right. And the final one is Star Trek Beyond. That's about two hours. What do you right? think? That is two hours and two minutes. Again, yeah. we just finished it. Yeah, so, yeah. That, that one is, I think, uh, of, of the three. I, I maybe it's controversial among Star Trek fans, but I think Beyond is the best of the three rebooted ones. Interesting. Okay. Certainly, I, I actually think the. I think the first one's the best, but but uh, again, I, I enjoy all three. Yeah, I don't I don't like Into Darkness very much, um, but I think to me I think the uh, Beyond gets the vibe correct in a way that the other two don't. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Now, just off the top of your head, if you were to watch all thirteen Star Trek movies one after the other, how how long do you think it would take you to watch it? Now that we just went through the whole thing. Uh. It's like 20, it's basically 26 hours, or probably like 25 it's, hours. It's uh, very good. It's 25 hours and 17 minutes. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. That's uh, very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. And uh, I've never done that in like one sitting, but, but I've definitely done it like over the course of a week before. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, uh, I've watched um, like trying, one a day. I don't think I've ever done it. I've, I've split them up. I've done, I've done like, uh, all of the original series at one time, you know, in one day, all of the, 
the next generation in one day and all of the you know uh, and the, the three reboot ones also which which upset me that they never you know made more of those but whatever well That's they're a separate issue. they're still they're still trying uh, uh but i'll yeah not gonna hold my breath at this point but exactly i think the most I, I agree with you on that i think the most recent time where i watched like very purposely watched all of them i uh, i was working at a job and i watched them like in one hour chunks on my lunch break so uh it was Ooh, basically like cool. five you know for a whole month basically a month <laughs> i watched an hour an hour at a time every day yeah all right that's cool that's very cool all right, so Matthew, thank you very much for joining me this week. I, I had a blast. I hope you did too. Oh, I very much did. I very hope much, you enjoyed yourself. Very much enjoyed the week, and uh, uh, and diving into <laughs> diving into all these credits has been uh, a lot of fun, actually. So thanks, thanks for having yeah. me on. It's been great. I, I appreciate it, and 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 uh, hopefully when when we you know in two seasons from now when 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 you're back for Die Hard with a Vengeance, you'll you'll have some action scenes also this time. Uh, I mean, I hope so. Die, Die I will Hard, do my best. Die Hard 3 is my favorite of the three movies, so I look forward to whenever that happens. Okay, that's great. All right, do you want to once again tell people uh, where they can find Matthew Simpson? Yeah, like I said, the easiest way uh, is to just go to my personal website, which is stretched.ca. Uh, you can find links to all my recent work there, uh, uh all my podcast appearances, guest appearances, and uh, recent writing. Um, you can also find me on the socials. You can find me at SmatthewAF on Twitter and Instagram and uh, at Smatthew on uh, Blue Sky. And uh, last but not least, you can find our my weekly movie review podcast, uh, Awesome Friday. Uh, awesome Friday podcast on whatever podcast platform is your platform of choice. All right. Excellent. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, or you can find me on my website, MovieRobMinute.com. Now, just a reminder to everybody, we have not finished uh, with episodes this week. I will be back uh, for uh, the pen and pen ultimate episode tomorrow, and on Sunday I will be back for the finale episode of this season. And uh, then come back on Monday to find out what's going to be uh, season six of Movie Rob Minute. Matthew, thank you for joining me. Oh, and you. and I'll be back to to talk more about this movie tomorrow. Until then, though, yippee yippee If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little villages here and. 